0: Welcome back to the Everlasting Rock podcast and to our series What is a Church? My name is Daniel Farron. In this episode, episode three of what is a Church I'm honored and privileged again to talk with Pastor Matt Harmon of Montrose Bible Church. In this episode we explore the idea of how does the word ecclesia shape our understanding? function of the church. We're going to talk about the idea of being called out. What does that mean? What are the implications of that for the church? We also, at the very end of the episode, explore some litmus test questions for what is a true church. We seek to distinguish between a true church and those that carry the label of a church. Here we go now. For episode three of what is a church. We talked about this idea of, of ecclesia, the, the Greek word for church. How does that Greek word ecclesia shape our understanding of the the function of the church?
1: Yeah, so again I think it it is gonna be consistent with the themes that we have seen through Thor, and that should not surprise mm-hmm. us. A scripture carries consistently uh, the, the theme uh, throughout. And so this is, in some ways, more of the same as what we've been talking about, this pursuit of holiness and righteousness that the fleshly man is incapable of. Again, Scripture is very clear that the man of flesh cannot please God. They're not called out from anything. Um, but the man of God is and must be. So again, ecclesia, two components, the assembly piece, which speaks to our gathering together, our congregating, right, from which we get the idea of congregation, but also this more pointed idea of being called out, the called Mm -hmm. out ones. And anytime we talk about that, it always reminds me of, Mm -hmm. of two questions. What are we being called out from? And what are we being called out to? What are we called out from? Mm -hmm. What are we called out to? And I think Scripture shows us Mm -hmm. this in in several different places. Mm -hmm. The one that first came to mind, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, as Paul writes to the church in Thessalonica, a church that was Mm -hmm. doing rather well, comparatively. They were doing rather well. Paul says, continue on excelling. You'll hear that. But then he stipulates where they should be and where their pursuits should lie. So I think this is interesting in light of that question about ecclesia and how does it shape what we do and our understanding of the church and what we should be about. I think First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 1 through 7 give us a real good picture. Paul writes this to the church. Finally then, brethren, we request and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that as you have received from us instruction as to how you ought to walk and please God, just as you actually do walk, that you excel still more. For you know what commandments were given you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. That is, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor not in lustful passion like the Gentiles who do not know God. And that no man transgress and defraud his brother in the matter, because the Lord is the avenger in all these things, just as we also told you before and solemnly warned you, for God has not called us for the purpose of impurity, but in sanctification. So there we see a comparison being made here between the Gentiles who do not know God and therefore are decidedly outside of the church, they do not know how to put down Mm -hmm. lustful passions. They do not know how to step away from sexual immorality. They don't know how to distance themselves from these transgressions. But the man of God, those who are in the church, who Paul addresses as brethren in verse 1, God's will for them is that they would more and more step away from those Mm -hmm. things god has not called us to continue on being saved but impure people Mm -hmm. those that's a category that does not exist no matter who would posture that in the church of modernity today the saved but impure Mm -hmm. is not a thing the saved but being sanctified Saved, but being sanctified. That is the will of God that we step more and more in sanctification. Again, sanctification, that process by which we move from who we were before Christ to who we will be when we are with Christ. It is a a progression, and we need to be on that track, so to speak, being moved more and more, again, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that we be moved more and more toward holiness, righteousness, and virtue and distance ourselves more and more progressively from the immoralities and impurities of our former self.
0: Yeah, so you mentioned the idea of of assembling, of, of gathering together. And so we see this this clear principle that the church should be gathering, assembling together. That is what definitionally what it means church means to assemble to to gather, to, to congregate. And so we see this understanding first of, of the gathering. And then you mentioned this idea of being called out. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little bit more in depth. But it is just a, just an amazing thing to think about. And, and we touched on this earlier in our in our conversation. But this idea of being called out. We were dead in our sins and trespasses. Ephesians 2 and so before Christ, we were dead in that sin. We were, we were going after sexual immorality. We were full of sin, and we were we were chasing after this world. And then God's mercy and grace brought us Christ. And so I think it's just a, a tremendous blessing, and and I think we should be full of thanksgiving um, that we that we know the Lord, because the church is a, a special gathering it is a, a called out gathering and it's not something that that we earn it's only through Christ and what he's done for us that we even get the blessing of, of being in fellowship with the lord first and foremost and then we also get the blessing of gathering with fellow saints and I think that's just such a, a cool element because we think about it we're saying okay this is what we have have been saved from so so we're Thanking, we're, we're praising God that He has, has saved us, and now, as a result of all that, we're going to continually walk in that path of holiness. We're going to continually try to to walk by God's Spirit, by His strength. Although we fall at times, we're going to repent, get back up by His Spirit. We're going to we're going to keep walking, keep walking in His Word, growing in holiness, striving to to honor the Lord always. In everything that we think say and do all of that we're going to constantly try to to glorify god how we walk how we walk out as a as a called out assembly and so i think there's just so much praise that we can we can praise god for that we have been called out of darkness into his marvelous light and we don't want to just state it we just don't want to like praise god and simply say Praise God, but we also want to continually walk in that path of what He's already called us out from, and so we want to pursue holiness. And we're gonna we're gonna talk more um, about this later, cause I could get into talking more and more and more about it. Uh, but but just this idea of of being called out is 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 a crucial element of of what the church is, and so I want to end this this conversation now talking about what are the distinguishing marks that are seen in a true church compared to those who who use the the label of the church because we talked about the beginning of the church in scripture the the foundation of the church the church's purpose ecclesia what does that what does that all mean i think as we've talked through all those ideas i I think we'll be able to, to mention some of those distinguishing marks between what is a true church and What is not a church, but uses the label of a church?
1: Yeah, I I think that first step in trying to differentiate, uh, even for your own life, as you're perhaps evaluating a couple different church options, so called, in your community, is some of the conversation, some of the texts Mm -hmm. that we've just covered begin to help firm up and establish the right understanding of the church, if I know what the church is supposed to look like, according to scripture, if I know what the church is supposed to be organized around, according to scripture, if I know what the church is supposed to be pursuing, Mm -hmm. according to scripture, if I know what's supposed to lie at the foundation of the church, according Mm -hmm. to scripture, then my ability to distinguish, differentiate between the true church and its imposter, well, I become all the more informed, and all the more able to see these things for what they are. So what are those distinguishing marks? Well, you you kind of move through uh, some of the conversation that we have had, and and, and we could rehash that, but uh, trust that those those things will be brought to mind and heart. But I thought another way interesting to, to do this is just to take some of the names that are given to the church in Scripture and say, does this mm-hmm. group of people that I'm considering or evaluating uh, or assessing for perhaps my family to to Mm -hmm. join their lives together with this group, do they look the part? Do they fit the descriptors that are given to us? Uh, I'll give you some examples. Uh, First Timothy chapter three, the church is called the household of God. Are the people there conducting themselves as though they really are sons and daughters Mm -hmm. of the most high? Uh, that's something I think that will begin to help differentiate one from another, right? First uh, Timothy 3 also compares the church or, or names the church mm-hmm. the pillar and support of the truth. How is truth handled in this group of people that, again, everybody has the name church on their sign, but that doesn't mean it's true. How do they handle the truth? What do they do with it? Do they proclaim it? Or do they favor story and entertainment and modern examples and their own ideas? Or are they returning to, again, the apostles' and prophets' foundation, which is the Word of God? Is the body the pillar in support of the truth? Ephesians chapter 5 calls it the bride of Christ. 1 Corinthians 5, the body of Christ. Acts 20, the flock Of God? Do they look the part? And not just from a cursory one second look. As you get involved, as you dig a little deeper, as you start reading through doctrinal statements, talking to those in leadership about their philosophy for ministry, do you get the sense that they are accurately depicting what the church is supposed to be in accordance with Scripture? Lastly, and again, we'll see the continual theme here as we've talked about already today. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and Ephesians chapter 2 call the church the temple of God and of the Holy Spirit. The holy temple of God. Is holiness a pursuit? Where does it rank on the list of priorities? Or are we just content to have seats filled by possible converts and we feed them milk and they stay in their immaturity? That is not a church, friends. Church Pursues holiness, knowing that it is the temple of the living God and of the Holy Spirit, and there is a pursuit, power of the Holy Spirit working. There's a all-out pursuit for righteousness and holiness, so that when these names are listed, we can say, "Yeah, the group looks the part."
0: Yeah, they are they are gathering for the the glory and, and worship of of God, and, and as I was. As I was thinking about this question, I almost just sort of flipped everything that we had said about sort of what is the church's purpose, like exaltation. So I would ask, like, are they exalting man or are they exalting God?
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Are they Are they seeking to build themselves up in the Lord or are they seeking to build themselves up by their own pleasure or by their own, anything that will make them feel comfortable? Uh, and then evangelization. Are, are they focusing on numbers or are they focused on teaching the the full counsel of the word of god i think those are or is it just like a lot of just quick if we just flip over like what is the church's purpose you can begin to really distinguish are they pursuing man are they pursuing god because if they're going to pursue god rightly they're going to seek to be immersed in scripture teach scripture be faithful to all that scripture commands or on the flip side, they're just going to be consumed concerned about man. What man wants, what man desires. They're gonna all be focused on on man instead of what is God. But I loved how you mentioned how is the truth handled. Are they gonna are they gonna skim over a, a passage that is fully true, or are they going to to teach it as God's were. and I think all that you mentioned is just so many good pieces but just the the more you look at scripture the more you will just be able to to discern what is a, a true church and who uses the label of the church and just the the importance of of being called out and, and being separate pursuing the Lord seeking to put to death the deeds of the body and, and walk more and more and more by the spirit I think are just some crucial elements uh, of a true church. And so as we study the word more and more, and as we're under sound, faithful teaching that is teaching the the whole counsel of God, I think you're going to be able to discern more and more and more of what is a church and what is not a church, because it's not that hard once you look at his word and and begin to really study. it, You, You can begin to tell what the foundation is of so many churches. Is Christ the foundation or is Christ not the foundation? Is man the foundation or is Christ the foundation? And I think that's really the distinguishing mark of true churches and those who use the label of church. Is man going to be the foundation? Are they seeking to do everything by what man thinks, or are they going to be consumed by what God thinks?
1: Yeah, and it all returns to the elements that we've talked about, again, with that purpose and foundation predominant in our minds. Mm -hmm. Exaltation of God needs to be a central focus edification of the saints needs to be happening evangelization of the world needs to be rightly performed Uh, and and when those things are happening again the truth will make itself evident to Mm -hmm. those who have a true desire to see it Uh, if you just want to be entertained as those Mm -hmm. who are among the goats that's Charles Spurgeon said a time will Mm -hmm. come when instead of shepherds feeding the sheep church will have clowns entertaining the goats Mm if you get any sense that the body of believers that you are considering Mm -hmm. is interested in entertaining the goats turn and run Mm -hmm. your spiritual maturity is on the line eternity hangs Mm -hmm. in the balance perhaps for some in your family you turn and you run and you get to a place that comes back to the foundation as the right scriptural purpose that begins to look the part the household of God, the pillar and support of the truth, the holy temple of God and of the Holy Spirit. That's where you want to be. And we pray that the Lord would reveal that rightly to you in the days and weeks
0: ahead. Amen. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. And thank you Pastor Matt for joining us this episode. This has been episode three of What is a Church? If you were blessed and edified by this episode, share this episode with the brother and sister in Christ. Leave us a review and subscribe so you don't miss any future podcast episodes. For more podcasts and resources, visit everlastingrock.net. That's everlastingrock.net.